Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Soccer Rangers Presents in Space. <laughs> Wrong again, but I don't care. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I, you know, we're willing to give you a chance to go and do this again. I mean, we don't okay, always fine. have to do it live. I'm the Soccer Ranger. We got to do this live. Fuck it. We'll okay. do it live. <laughs> okay, fuck. We're doing it live. Hi, I'm Robert. I'm the Red that. Ranger. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. And this, uh, and here we talk about conventions, cosplay, and nerdum in general. This week we're talking video games again, uh, but this time we're going to go back a little bit into history a little bit more. Uh, we're gonna—I brought up—we brought up a little bit about of our favorite games a couple weeks ago, and we had mentioned RTS games, um, real-time set strategy games, and real-time strategy games for me have always been one of my favorite games. Um, when it comes to anything on the computer, mostly because I never really had the best computer growing up. So when I did, I I played a lot of um, Age of Empires 2, Rise of Kings. Well, then that was my personal favorite, and that's the one I spent a lot of time on. Um, but it's interesting if you actually kind of go back into the history of it, because it obviously had to be born somewhere. So I did a little bit of research on that, and we're going to go and uh, see what we can find. Uh, but before we do, I kind of want to go down the line and we'll see kind of what just what our favorite kind of um, RTS games uh, that we have and, and one of our favorite memories for it. Um, so I'll go first real quick. I had, like I said, I played a lot of Age of Empires 2. Um, and the amount of times I played that particular campaign, the general starting campaign, which was, I believe, about William Wallace. I played that particular campaign over and over and over again, just because I really love the history of it. And I, tr I don't think I ever finished. I think I might've finished one other of the long campaigns without cheating. <laughs> Cause I do remember at least once or twice that I was like, fuck this noise. I'm, I'm, I'm spotting in the most powerful item I can do and go, <laughs> but mostly just because I wanted to see how the story progressed because I could never make it past this particular spot it was just really difficult and i couldn't figure it out but that occupied a lot of my early late elementary school years um and that also kind of spawned into a couple other ones which i'll bring up later um tyler what's up what who is what this? Would... who am i what's going on who are you what year is it are we playing age of mythologies because that's my game <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. Like, I just well, you and me it. both played a little bit of Age of Mythology, but that was your like preferred one, right? I liked it. Give me. It was an RTS. Ah, this is this is. There's a certain certain time frame where they were just turning out RTSs like no one's business, and you just don't see them anymore. They're kind of they've kind of died out. But there was a there's a evolved. sweet spot. They've evolved. Uh, I don't. I, I I'll, I'll comment more on that when I when it gets around to me because I, I actually have some thoughts on this as well. Ooh. So they have your RTSs. Um, uh, there is tons of games. I remember one actually. So I played a lot of Age of Mythology. I, I hooked onto that one because it had mythological creatures, Egyptian, Greek, uh, um, Norse, and then eventually the Atlant not Atlanteans, uh, Atlanteans, uh, the Atlanteans, not Atlanteans, <laughs> Atlant Atlanteans, which added yeah. the uh, the uh, uh, Greek Titans. Titans. Um, so, anyways, 
Uh, they actually added the Chinese ones recently. They had an expansion recently. It's like it's coming back. Like this is weird. Asian mythology just got like a patch update for their game. Four yeah. K gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> so and and it was released in two thousand two. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a good time. There was a good chunk. Of, I remember playing lots of Rise of Nations around then. Um, all the Age of Empires, you could just play Age of Mythology, which was Age of Empires, but with mythological creatures. And there was one game. I don't remember the name of it, but the plot, the core mechanic of it was you'd make, it was kind of steampunky, and you'd like make creatures. So you'd like get DNA from a bear and DNA from like a wolf, and then you make a bear wolf. That was a game. That was a game. It was a game, and it was an RTS game, and it was a top-down RTS game. Look it up. Maybe you can find the name of it. I can't remember it. Hmm. I, I was going to say, of... it sounds familiar, but I I don't remember. I, it was, I, I think I got it off a PC, PC Magazine demo disc, so it's on there somewhere. <laughs> it's it's there. It's fun. I played a lot of those. I used to get PC magazines all the time. There was just you get RTS mm-hmm. after RTS. You get those demo mm-hmm. discs. Yep. Ooh, demo discs. That was the height of demo discs too. Funhouse, bring back demo disc. Save Cocopa. Cocopa. Cocopa been hiding on Twitter. We haven't seen Cocopa in a couple of years. We have to go and give up on her. She's in a safer place away from Bruce. It's all your fault, Bruce. What? Speaking of, we'll leave Rob for last because he obviously has a topic to bring up. You cutting me off already? Am I done? Sorry, I thought I was done. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, I just derailed him. He's still got things. God damn it. Anyways, RTSs. There you go. I'm done. Rob. No, John. 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 My turn. Uh, so a big one for me when I was a youngin, and that was probably at the height of when RTSs were popular, would have been the original StarCraft. Mm-hmm. And I remember going over to my um, cousin's house, and they were firing up StarCraft, and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it looks awesome. Because they had oh, that whole sci-fi yeah. thing, managing your armies, setting up your bases. And um, just moving it back and forth, gathering resources. I mean, that's a big part of an RTS, but also a big RTS franchise I enjoy, even to this day, would have to be the Warhammer 40k Dawn of War franchise. And not too long ago, they made a new Dawn of War called Dawn of War 3. Still staying true to the uh, old formula while adding on new stuff. And that's easily one of my favorite ones, because... That's where you get to summon in your armies, you know, just traditional RTS mm-hmm. where you gather your resources and you're like, hey, I could send in a wave of weaklings or I could just send in a huge army of souped up badasses. Definitely hmm. a very popular one. Rob? Uh, okay, so I got to be honest, I, I don't think I'm fully prepared for this. Uh, I thought we were talking about real time strategy games like Battleship. Uh, so, you know, I was prepared for that. Uh, I was prepared to talk about the terrible movie starring Rihanna. Uh, this is a little bit, uh, a little bit of a shock for me over here, but, uh, hey, Battleship, wait, did you say Battleship starred Rihanna? You don't, you didn't hear about the, the horrible movie called Battleship? I didn't know Rihanna was in it. Yes. Uh, God, she's in a lot. Wasn't she in Valerian too? Yeah. No. Oh, I don't think she was. Who's in Valerian? Who was that? 
Um, I, I I don't even remember. I it was one of those flash in the pan things, and it was around the time that the whole Chris Brown controversy came up. So uh, I, I think I it was one of those things. The, yeah. the Skarsgård was in it. I remember Skarsgård being in it. Yeah. In uh in the yeah the battleships. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, God damn. Where am I? Who are you people? Get away from me. Yeah. What is this place? The year, but, Marty. The year. <laughs> but uh, yes, if I must talk about real-time strategies. <clears throat> Rihanna was in Valerian. There we go. Yeah, okay. she was the human form of bubble, shape-shifting Gallimore. God damn. <laughs> Rihanna. The fact you do that amazes me. Uh, anyway, uh, since we have to talk about real-time strategies, uh, yeah, Tyler's point earlier... Things have definitely changed. RTS games were really popular for a long time back in the days of the voodoo graphics cards and whatnot. They were the shit. They were. They were. And yeah, they were very accessible. They didn't require a lot of processing power to play. They were a very popular thing for demo discs and whatnot. And for a long time, there was a lot of experimentation going on with the format if I were to talk about my favorites, I have two that I bring up. The first was the Army Man RT or Army Men RTS game because I love the fucking Army Army Men games. So those were always fun. I forgot that that was the thing. I know, right? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, um, but and since Amy, our Pink Ranger, isn't here, I feel like this one needs to be brought up because uh, a lot of people don't think of this one as an RTS, but I can't describe it any other way, and that's the Pikmin franchise. Mm. Which is probably the one that I spent the most time with, to be honest. But yeah, there's definitely been a shift. How would you consider that an RTS, though? How would you not? Micromanaging or micromanaging small troops going and setting up individual tasks. Well, it's a really simplified and streamlined version. I still have to call that an RTS. I don't know for for something like that. It would for me personally, like because the way because this is, was actually something I was going to bring up later, but. The way, and this makes perfect sense to me, that an RTS itself is both ma macro macro tasking and micro tasking. You see, I would go and describe a more traditional one that way, but I don't think you can go and describe that ex her exclusively. Micro -magic. Like, like here, here's the idea. What is what is a strategy game? Uh, does a strategy game have to have an opponent? Mm -mm. Not necessarily. No. Look at Frostpunk. That didn't have an opponent. Like, yeah. um, cause like with, uh, uh, every, every RTS I can think of has been traditionally the top down, uh, where it, it, and it is real time opposed to civilization, which is turn-based. Uh, that's the kind of off thing is real time is everything's just happening. And so if you're slower than your other your opponent, then they are just going to steamroll over you. Um, yep. but with, uh, when we go in here with this, I understand the idea of Pikmin, um yeah because even nintendo itself describes it as a uh rts system it mm. is real time it is like real time puzzles yeah but that's what it, that's it that's the that's where i hit it like it is real time like every video game's real time unless you're playing chess or there's a lot most every game's mostly real time very few are turn-based but well, I guess Final Fantasy VII was turn-based um <laughs> at that point is is, is Final Fantasy VII a turn-based strategy then yeah yes. essentially yeah. Uh, does that make what does that make one of the other ones that didn't have turn base? Was that real time strategy then? 
I I can't go no. and put it that way just because it's I don't know. This is this, this gets this gets muddy. Yeah, this, this yeah this this is definitely a definitions game here. And oh, yeah, just because I I I'm just gonna stand by my statement. I do believe that Pikmin is an ultra simplified RTS game. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I could definitely because I'm looking at the actual definition of micromanagement and macro management right here when it comes to RTS games. Yeah, and it's like micromanagement deals with the player's constant need to manage and maintain individual units and resources on a fine scale, which makes perfect sense. On the other hand, micro macro management refers to the player's management of economic expansion and large scale strategic maneuvering, allowing the player time to think and consider possible solutions. Now, that's why I say that for it to be a real time strategy game, it kind of has to be kind of like a 50 50 mold of that. Now, so, I've got an even better test. It's uh -huh. called it's called the Amy test. Uh, <laughs> you, you Amy in front of it. I'm sorry, uh, Amy, but this is my definition. This is my. I just so, want to say this is like. Do I? I don't care what you're gonna say. Uh, here we go. You put her in front of Pikmin. She's gonna love that game. You put her in front of a uh, 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 like a Asian Empires or something. She's not gonna like that game. Thus, uh, uh, Pikmin is not a real time strategy because Amy doesn't like real time strategies. And she loves she loves Pikmin. So I will agree with you on that. Okay, you know what? Point. You might have convinced me on that one. Nintendo might just be going and putting their stuff in the wrong classification. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll let the listeners decide on you that one. You have to also remember that sometimes companies will will try and shove a game into a gaming genre. And yeah. say, oh, this is totally a real-time strategy game, and then there's like, no, it fucking. Gotta get those, gotta get those hashtags. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag love. Hashtag sex. RTS. Hashtag RTS. <laughs> no, I, th this does kind of raise a question, though, and I'm gonna keep this pretty short. Asking this, but is there not such a thing as genre breaking? Yes, like there are. There's a lot of games that I've seen that have come out that have taken an existing concept and merged it with something different to make something that's wholly new and unique, but still gets called by a different name because it's born from a different concept. Well, this, yeah, is, this is where I came into the car combat question is like car combats were like cars with a racing game, not game. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you got to remember, think about it as like, okay, because there, there's, there's different games that are like the what's the word the ones that define the rts like like um starcraft or like we're uh warcraft or and... warcraft or art or age of empires or dune 2 like those type of things but then you got to remember and then there's the other ones that are like oh okay i'll take this bit and this bit and shove it together and then you get orion you kind of get where I'm going with this? I, I get where you're going with that one, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm defending Pikmin too much on this one, but I just, I don't know. I, I see that as just being one of those unique cases that kind of breaks definition. Well, yeah, from... there's all there's always those definite those those opportunities for to break out of a break out of a shell. Um, but that but that at the same and then it's known by two separate titles until mm -hmm. uh, the, the proper term is coined. Yeah. No, and that and that's just it. And because we haven't really seen anything else like this, I think it just kind of falls into that until we, until Pikmin goes mainstream and becomes a regular gameplay system. Apparently, yeah. Um, but jumping, let's let's jump back in history a little bit. Um, so, do you guys know where the term "real time strategy" got coined, or who did it actually? Nope. 
Um, does the name Brent Sperry mean anything to you? That name is familiar. That is the 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 creator of Command and Conquer. Ah, okay, there we go. <laughs> he coined that in the early '90s uh, mm. while marketing Dune Two, mm. which was mm. one of the very first um, RTS games that were more public sized, along with Warcraft and et cetera, et cetera, Warcraft, Starcraft, et cetera. Um. The root, if you actually kind of dig back into the roots of RTS games, a lot of people will kind of feel deep, deep back. Has any of you heard of Utopia? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It uh, some of you might have heard because it's just been re-released on Xbox One on Xbox 360. It was released on Xbox 360 Marketplace a few years ago. Um, but it was created by Mattel Electronics. <laughs> That's a name you don't hear very often. No, I mean they were huge for a time there if you look at a lot of the early adopter nintendo games that came out for the nes uh in western markets mattel was one of the biggest publishers out there yeah the game itself was created for in the intellivision mm -hmm. yeah. and the mattel, mattel aquarius mm. i had never heard of those platforms before today <laughs> in television i knew about because that that that's one of those ones that's kind of the unfortunate victims of the video game crash because there was a lot of good going on there, but just couldn't go and find its market during a very bad period of time. I have never heard of that Mattel one. Yeah, I did never heard of it either. But um, the game itself is um, an island-based civ builder, essentially. Hmm. Um, but it was originally designed to be played multiplayer, uh, in on on the couch multiplayer. Hmm. Um. And essentially, you pick. It, it was done in real time. Each game had a round. You played at the same time as your partner, and you and the person at the end of it won uh, with the most points. Won. It was more simply a strat. It looked more like a strategy, but it also had elements of real time strategy in there. Mm -hmm. um, other games that were cited, kind of as parts of the root of real time strategy, uh, War of Nerds. Um, Cytron Masters, um, those are all from 1982. Mm -hmm. Now, and one of the first that another one is was was considered the very first RTS for the UK, and that was called Stronberg. Hmm. Um, also in 1982 or 83. Now, the very very first considered to be the birthplace of RTSs, it was a fighter game. Um, it's called Herzong Ziu for the Genesis. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry, what was the name of that again? Herzog Zui. Wait, you said Zoo last time. I, I just realized I pronounced the last word wrong. Herzog, H-E-R-Z-O-G, Zui, Z-W-E-I. I'm it sorry, are you having a stroke? I can't really tell. Herzog Zwei. Look at that. Herzog Zwei. It was a real-time strategy game developed by Technosoft and published for Sega. Sega. <laughs> yeah, real-time strategy. Oh, my God. It, <laughs> and it predates. Herzog Zwei. Herzog Zwei. Zwei. Zwein. Herzog Zwei. German. I, I, you think he's going to pronounce it like I'm, in you, Japanese. I, I'm That's Ukrainian. The hell? That's close. You're close. Ukrainian <laughs> is closer to the German than it is like, Japan. No, this is freaking. <laughs> no, whatever, whatever. Hi, um, Zwein, Zwein. 
I saw Sega and I assumed that it would be pronounced that way. <laughs> but anyways, though, um, this particular game uh, combines the action play of Technosoft's own Thunder Force series and tried to kind of give it a simple way of, of stra- easy to understand strategy base. Um, and this has been cited by all the originals as the developers of Warcraft, Starcraft, Dune 2, and Command and & Conquer as some of their main inspirations. And the name translates to Duke 2. Yeah, Vi. Yeah. 2. Do you never watch Cool Runnings? Come on. No, guy. no, no. I knew that. It was the Herzog that was not for Herzog. sure. Herzog. Herzog. Herzog? Well, wouldn't that be Herzog for Duke? That's what I thought, but looking at the phonetics on there, it is actually an OG. It's an OG. Oh, the real OG. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised by that, but Duke 2. But yeah, where, okay. Where, was that? Is this a sequel? <laughs> Two. It was never. It was never a, a sequel, from what I'm hearing. It's yeah. Oh, it was based upon like the original. It was taking elements of of an uh, other another franchise that they owned and were putting it together with a different style, trying to no, make something. No, it actually was a sequel. Oh, it was okay. Boom. Yeah, it predates Dune Two. First released in Japan in 1989, worldwide release the following year. Yep. It's a sequel to Herzog, which was originally on the Japanese MSX and PC 80 or 8801 personal computer, but was still, but was not. It was not an RTS, from what I'm being told. From what yeah, I'm that, that is correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's it was a more traditional strategy game of the time, so there was no RTS functionality to it. Exactly. Yeah. Still um, interesting. Definitely. Um, but yes, they said, and of course, all of these were considered those influences of all the games that we enjoy, have enjoyed. Um, there's also a couple other ones that have been um, not other early games along the same line were like Megalomania, um, Supremacy, also called Overlord. Mm-hmm. That's one that most people recognize. That's from 1990. Um, I thought that was the name so- of an anime that came out like two years ago. Mm. <laughs> but although the, and and although those particular two also lacked direct control of military units, they also had a very considerable amount of control over resource management and and economic systems. So they were still considered real time strategy. Hmm. Um, and then you kind of get that little style of games for a while. Like you, of course, get stuff like the earliest things from Maxis, like mm-hmm. Sim Ant. <laughs> That was considered a resource gathering game. I forgot, and I'd forgotten about that particular one as well. But um, you go a bit into the future. We get into 1992, and you start to see some of the big companies start to pop up mm-hmm. that we still recognize today. From 1992 and 1998, there were two studios that kind of uh, gained uh, gained a lot of traction. One was Westwood Studios, and the other one was Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, and then you get those like Dune Two, um, that which were still a little bit earlier than that. But then, of course, you get Warcraft: Orcs and Humans in 1994, which a lot of people still call to be one of the most still an awesome game to this day. Yeah. Um, and of course, so some of the stuff that I grew up with that came out around the same time, the original Command and Conquer. 
the Command and Conquer Red Alert. Those both came out around those times and those RTS. And then, of course, War, uh, Warcraft 2 Tides of Darkness came out in 1995. Um, and then a couple other ones started to go there. And then right at the very end, the Age of Empires series created themselves by trying to slow things down by adding more steps because mm -hmm. their age system. And that's and then of course in '98, StarCraft, which is John's number one game right there, um, which became an international phenomenon and still exists <laughs> to this day, <laughs> and um, still is strong, and still is strong, and even with its predecessor or not predecessor, it's yeah, I guess it is predecessor, or is it? What's the after a game? StarCraft successor. two, successor. Thank you, StarCraft two. Um, and there's still tournaments for StarCraft in, in, right alongside StarCraft 2, so it's still quite funny to see that. Then it started to get interesting. They started to refine the games, transition them into 3D, mm -hmm. where you used to just see top-down. Um, you started to see other games. like, And this is also... I was actually just thinking about this as well, but would you have considered... Um, what was the Alien Invasion game called again? XCOM. XCOM, thank you. Would you consider yeah, XCOM real-time strategy or turn-based? I would definitely consider yeah. it real-time strategy because it's very calculated and you got to manage like items, resources, and like your your uh, your units like stress level, which I think is a major thing for a real time to be considered a real-time strategy. Yeah, because I was thinking about that because I'm like, well, technically you go and then your opponent goes and back and forth and back and forth. But it, I guess that's still technically real-time strategy base. I was just thinking about that the, the earlier. Um, and then you start getting into more, like, of course, Age of Kings came in with its, uh, with it as a sequel. And then, of course, you also get other games such as Empire Earth and Cossacks or European Wars, Dungeon Keeper, Populous, the War of the Worlds. Warzone, Machines, Homeworld, all of these different types of games that just started blowing up in the in the late the mid the late nineties. That's where I think it would everybody would everybody agree with me that that the late nineties was a mecca mm -hmm. for that for that yes um, and late nineties to early two thousands. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then just like I'm just looking at the list that I that I followed up, and it's just like wow. And then it wasn't until about 2002 that 3D real-time strategy became a standard thing because that's when Warcraft 3 came out in 2002 right alongside Age of Mythology. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and then they started introducing more classic war game stuff like supply lines and, and all the like, in Immortal Sovereigns and Battle Realms and everything along these lines. And it just started building on top of everything and everything just started to specialize and evolve because i'm just looking at these and it's like larger two-dimensional 3d engines like earth 2150 metal fatigue three kingdoms fate of the dragon dragon shard like just keep going down and then you start to get to titles like worth War warhammer 4000 dawn of war in 2004 um here's another one that i was one of my personal favorites star wars empire at war did anybody ever play that one uh, no, although what's weird is I actually still have a uh, CD of it, but I I've never too. actually installed it. <laughs> My brother and I used to play that game constantly. Mm -hmm. um, I had this weird system where I would I would make a huge map, 
um, in an asteroid field and have like play King of the Hill. Mm -hmm. And so the or re regicide, that's what it was. It was the mode was called regicide. And you had to kill the leader of the other of the other base. Hmm. And I had this elaborate system where I would have a transport ship parked behind the uh, uh, parked behind the castle or the main the, the fort or whatever behind there, so that as soon as the, the that particular fort would die, they would immediately jump on a ship and fly away. Hmm. <laughs> and I would have like seven of these things set up <laughs> specifically for it. It was so stupid. Um, but keep going on from that. Then you start getting, like what you were saying before, Robert, you take the pieces, just like, okay, take this real-time strategy bit, and we're going to put this other part here, and we'll see what happens here. And then you start getting games like Sins of the Solar Empire, mm -hmm. which was a very good game. <laughs> Difficult. See, that one I don't even know. <laughs> Sins of the Solar Empire was a very complicated, it, it can be decently complicated. Um, but then you get other stellar games like Master of Orion, which just mm -hmm. had a new release very, very recently. Um, Archon, which was 2011. And then these things started to be developed even more. And then you started getting MOBAs. And mm -hmm. you got Dota. You got Warcraft 3, which was a mod. They modded Warcraft 3 to do it. And they defense of the, a of the Ancients, League of Legends, Heroes of the Storm. Uh, there's a Greek god one. I can't remember what that one's called. Might. Smite, thank you. It's just it's gods, not just Greek. It's more than just Greek gods, but yes, I never paid any attention to it. Yes, it used to be better back before the censors got to it. Ooh, no, that's, ooh. That's, that's not a real statement. Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't no, care that, about it back then when there was a tons of boobies and nips here and there. I don't care about it regardless. But when you look at the <laughs> list, but when you look at this particular list of games. You don't really see any RTS games like well, they used to. Like after about 2008, there has like 2008, maybe 2012, depending on where, which system you're going into, you don't really see any true RTSs anymore. Well, and this this is kind of an interesting thing because I've been working in the background. Um, I don't know. It, this year's E3 kind of got me thinking about a lot of things and uh, where the video game industry is, trends, and on how they have a tendency to move forward, and the uh, cultural wasteland that kind of exists right now. There's not a lot of experimenting. It's everybody's going and seeking the microtransaction rewards, or they're going and looking for the quickest development cycles to go and maximize profit, your Call of Duties and whatnot. And I don't know. I, I've, I've, been, I've been penning a documentary that I may or may not ever make and it's actually kind of interesting that you brought up the RTS stuff because something I was working on the other day uh, in my research on this whole thing, there was a very interesting period in the late 90s going into the early 2000s where RTS was doing really well, particularly on computers, but also to a lesser extent on consoles as well. Yeah. Part of the reason why I think those games found such popularity is we were going through kind of a weird transition We'd gone from the Nintendo Sega era of 2D platformers and puzzle games, the, you know, just 2D landscape, really, to starting to transition heavily into three-dimensional gameplay, camera work, different varying camera angles. And the RTS kind of filled an interesting area in there where it did have 3D elements, so it still felt really modern. 
but also didn't require as much effort on the development side for a lot of companies. Just kind of looking at the time period of the launch of uh, the PlayStation 1, uh, the Nintendo 64, there was a lot of stuff with trying to figure out how do we utilize these new technologies, this new rendering capability, and make gameplay interesting. We went from the Castlevania games being some of the best-reviewed games of all time to suddenly being some of the worst games that were released. And a lot of that just had to do with they didn't translate very well, at least initially, moving over to the 3D landscape. RTS did a nice job of bridging that and keeping the video game market stable. Uh, in doing some research, a lot of companies that we know and love today really shouldn't be around anymore if things had stayed going the way they were uh, without the RTS games that were going and holding up a lot of the development portfolios and going and moving along a lot of people that had become big players in the gameplay industry. And I think part of the reason why RTS largely has disappeared from the marketplace, not to say it doesn't exist, obviously, but why you're not seeing as much interest in it is gameplay has really changed. Um, whether you're talking about consoles, which generally allow for quick action, easy accessibility, and gameplay being very much tailored to the quick stop-and-go uh, mechanics that are really popular today, or with PCs where RTS games, I think, have a lot of the same appeals that a lot of simulators do to a lot of people. And now there's so much larger-scale stuff that you can do than just going and micromanaging uh, assets on a large play field in low detail. Um, something that I was really noticing is that a lot of companies that had produced really, really good RTS games started moving over to real-time tactics games around the mid-2000s. This is around the time that we had fully switched over to dual analog controls instead of tank-based camera mechanics for a lot of gameplay. Uh, we were no longer limiting ourselves to uh, point-shoot-then-run mechanics for active gameplays. And we were getting to the point as well where processing became strong enough that good computer-based AI was starting to become popular. Uh, Pandemic Studios, who made the Army Men RTS game that I mentioned before, their next big success came from Full Spectrum Warrior, which was their launch into real-time tactics and ended up being a big motivator going forward for them. Though yeah. ultimately, AA, or EA closed them in, I think, 2009, if I remember correctly. I need to look that up. I yeah, that was about to say is that that's another thing that's been a lot of uh, controversy. Not controversy, but kind of a, the, a head bash. Because yeah. a lot of people are like, for example, a little article that came up here was like the from the lead designer of Supreme Commander. Hmm. Um, he's like, my first attempt at visualizing RTS in a fresh and interesting new way turned to him who was like, I should have just called this real-time tactics. Yeah, because there's not really there's not so much strategy than there is tactics in here. Um, yeah, well, and it kind of going and putting a tail end on this thing, going and uh, bookending this, looking through and playing or playing around with the RTS games, looking at some of the big releases that came out in the mid two thousands, running through to the late two thousands, we found things like uh, Full Spectrum Warrior, Battalion Wars. Uh, Rome Total War, uh, Medieval 2, 
these were all games that were evolving beyond the traditional RTS concepts and were moving more into real-time tactics. And whether or not it was as good, I can make a serious argument that they weren't. I have a question really quick. Yeah. Rome Total War. That's a game that I played a lot of. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember if it was one or two, but either way. Um, Yeah. I only ever played War itself. Yeah. Sorry. Rome Total War itself was a combination of the two. Yeah. Well, Rome Total War was one of the first ones to really move in that direction. Uh, Medieval 2 Total War is the one that I played. Uh, And yeah, it's it's very interesting seeing how all of this stuff just kind of changes as time goes along. Yeah, because it kind of was like, um, it was very much in the out on the map. It mm-hmm. turned essentially turned into Civ. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you got into a fight, you could like, okay, jump in command individual units. Let's go. Yeah. So I don't know what that classification turned into, but I guess that is tactics. Maybe. Yeah, I mean that that's what I see this on lists of. So that's generally what I would lean towards, but I don't know. I Yeah. I'm not going to go and delve too much into yeah. this. I know I kind of hijacked it, but th- this is one of the most oh, interesting right. areas for me in terms of the struggles of the video game industry over the last particularly 20ish years. Because it's kind of weird to think about this with on how much money the video game industry makes, but the industry is honestly always on the razor's edge of falling apart, mm-hmm. just based around what's selling and what people are moving into. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the console generation that really started with the PlayStation 1 and the N64, those were really necessary th- or those were really necessary things in terms of how the video games industry has changed. But at the same time, those were also some of the darkest days as well, because everybody was trying to figure out how to innovate, how to utilize new graphics, how to enhance with 3D gameplay. And not be left behind. Exactly. And it's like, it's interesting that the RTS games, which at that point were already starting to get dated, were hitting their stride at that point, because it was something that was familiar, it was something that was comfortable, and it was something that didn't cost a lot of money to make, and generally didn't go and sell for the full retail price of, say... You know, at the time, uh, PlayStation 1 disc, if it was just a single disc unit on there, you were looking at 60 bucks for one of those things back in the day. Yeah. Or as expensive as they are now. I still find it kind of interesting that you saw this dip when we got into the uh, sixth generation consoles where the price point actually went down for a little while because things were so dark during the fifth. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the last thing I want to kind of jump into is also, like you mentioned before, consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we had mentioned before, is that RTS games never really got super popular on consoles. Um, even though the first game was a console game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the foundation of real-time strategy genre. But they never really gained super big popularity like they did on the pc which makes sense in a weird way because you can see that with consoles you don't have you never really had as much space but it it's the control interface i think is the biggest problem yeah yeah and that was also that was also the second thing yeah i remember Um, playing uh the halo rts yeah yeah Yeah, it it didn't start getting popular until halo wars well that's the thing they try to do it but then even then we tried, I played Halo Wars and it just, it doesn't feel intuitive enough. Like 
there's a lot going on and a mouse and keyboard helps a lot with that. So like yeah. just the idea of like, I need to move a bunch of troops. I can just click drag, click over oh. there. They're going where you're yeah. trying to do it with a controller. It's just kind of Quantum. unintuitive. Yeah. So yeah. Like even though Halo Wars itself got it, got a, a decent, pretty good record. Um, on a critic average mm -hmm. and sold a million copies, it still wasn't the most intuitive thing in the world. Um, yeah, another well, version of, oops, sorry. No, uh, that one's also just kind of an anomaly on there because yeah. you have the yep. Halo fanboys that came out at just the right time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause that's, that is a game that I know a lot. And this partially just being from Washington, being in Microsoft's background or uh, backyard here, things are very different. Um, looking at the halo franchise then versus now you're talking about a time period where you're coming right off of halo three reaches in the distance this is such a cool concept we're getting to go and see the spartan wars and all that stuff finally brought to a video game for the first time it's hitting at a really good time the xbox 360 is the best-selling console at that point uh it had everything going for it and the halo fanboys jumped into it and absolutely loved it. But I got to be honest here and John can probably speak to this as good as anybody else, because I've been to uh, the Walmart near you. Uh, I've never seen a game with so many copies in the $5 bargain bin in my life as I have with halo wars, because it was initially a big success. Microsoft thought it was going to maintain itself. And that died the hype yeah. fell apart yeah yeah i think it's the idea of the, like they were like thinking they're gonna sell tons and tons and tons of copies because yeah. it was the idea of like we're getting we're getting rts's back onto uh uh onto consoles and that was their push because they actually i remember at the same time it was rts's they pushed with that one and then they were also trying to push um uh, jrpgs Mm -hmm. uh, which actually did stick because then that's when they actually started getting uh, uh, there's a bunch of JRPGs coming out that were like not common or third party. I think there was maybe they, even, they, was they, the they weren't ones? popular really on anything other than on Sony's platform. And even yeah. then, most of them were pretty. I JRPGs a, are a whole other thing. Yeah, I, yeah. We, we could spend but, days talking about this one, but Sony's really the only place that that worked for a really long time. Nintendo tried a couple, it didn't really work. It was only because Final Fantasy really started to go and hit its stride after Final Fantasy X, which really did shake the entire JRPG industry. It was yeah. only really after that and the success of Final Fantasy XI, you know, especially on a console, an MMORPG, you know, you had to have the hard drive, you shoved it back into the backside of your <laughs> uh, yeah. original PlayStation 2. Uh, yeah. All of that success, and especially with the move over to the Xbox 360, Microsoft put a ton of money out there to try to get companies like uh, Squaresoft, well, then Squaresoft, now Square Enix, to make games for them. Uh, I'm trying to remember, there was uh, The Last Remnant, there was uh, Infinite Undiscovery. God, what was the other one? Blue Dragon, there we go. Yeah, that was, oh, a, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, um, and they, they really tried, and it still does not work on the Xbox. They cannot seem to get that to really work well outside of really well-established franchises, and you still see Sony selling three to one. Yeah. yeah. But, so but the idea is that is, is, is they're trying to push multiple... It was like this area. This, was like this time was when they came up with that game. They also coming up with RPG. I've always seen them trying to push a lot of 
genres at this time that you didn't see on consoles. Yeah. John, you're going to say something? Oh, I was just, yeah, when it comes back to like, uh, and like I played, uh, I lost my train of thought. Hold on a second. Oh, no. <laughs> Reset. Train Trains are very hard. Back to, to Halo Wars. Yes, I beat Halo good. Wars 1. I beat Halo Wars 2. And I'll tell you, one of the most reasons you end up losing any game in Halo Wars is because of the lack of being able to move all your stuff at once easily with mm. a, a controller. RTSs yeah. just weren't meant to be played on consoles. At least not the modern RTS. I, I'll no, stand with what it's evolved into. Yeah. That back when you were looking at really limited system processes, yeah, it worked fine on consoles. They weren't yeah. large scale. They weren't grand. But yeah, especially going through the '90s, the era of the voodoo graphics cards. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I want voodoo to come back. Voodoo lives on in our hearts. They were easy. There was no bullshit that went along with it. They never tried to sell it as anything other than we're just a cheap graphics card. We work. We're backwards compatible with like two generations of processes. What's this PCI Express bullshit? No. <laughs> Sorry. <Fine. laughs> I'm an some, old man. He's got some feelings. He's got some feelings. I, 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 I have some serious feelings because NVIDIA has just tried to go and screw you for everything it's worth. And AMD has, or I should say, uh, Radeon has not been right ever since AMD took over, despite having plenty of things I like about AMD. You guys have fucked over the graphics side of things. <laughs> another tangent yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I'm just going to shut up right now I <laughs> there is one other RTS game on console that I did play that I that kind of worked that kind of worked um, it was a command and conquer game total war you used voice command oh Hmm. Did that, did that, you're saying kind of work. And then when you mean kind of work, did it not work, but almost did, or did it, it actually work? Well, hold on. I'm going to see. I think it was, was it total commander? It yeah. Was, I don't know was... on that one. Like my experience with that is like, um, SOCOM, us Navy seals and, um, lifeline. There we go. There was lifeline. Huh. That, that was a game that I had a lot of hopes riding on. It, didn't live up to them, but you saw potential, and then nobody's really been able to make it work since. Nobody's tried. Hmm. Let me look. Uh, was it? A, it's probably a Command and Conquer. There's a lot. There was a fair bit of Command and Conquerors coming out onto the uh, Xbox 360. I remember. Uh, so, could be that. Um, but yeah, oh God, voice command. None of those ever worked. They never. Mm. Never. It worked decently, uh, decently well from what I could say. Because I remember playing it for a long time. I played it for about half the game because I did. I was renting it at the time, and my brother had gotten it. And I was playing it. It was interesting. Um, essentially, all units you could you would assign groups of units to a number. Okay. And and then you could command is like, and then you would choose locations with the with the keypad and you would say all units go here or this etc etc and you would essentially trigger it uh, what was the name of the fucking game though hmm I don't well, know, but I'm really kicking myself in the pants for going and trading Lifeline into GameStop all those years ago because I'm looking it up on eBay and people are still getting like 40 bucks for that thing 
Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, I should have yeah. held on to that one just as a hist- for historical reasons. You can go buy it back for forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't need it that much. Oh well, there you go. Um, God, what was I going to say? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's all we have to say. What else can you say about RTS? But in, are in, they in, coming back? Like I, this is the thing. They're like, still here. Yeah, yeah. they're still here. They yeah, are like, still here, but look, like it seems like I'm seeing more about it. So it's not that they're they didn't go away, but are they getting more influence now than they did before? I, Is it I like a nostalgia seeing, thing? I think what you're seeing now, and I don't know th- this. This is just me kind of predicting the future here, but I think especially with Microsoft dedicating time in their E3 press conference to you know, the 4K updates and all that. I think there is definitely a hunger that's been there. And I think that you are seeing game companies, especially since we know things are going to be a little bit weird, probably in the next console generation as things start to move more towards streaming. I think that there is this approach going on right now of just throw as much against the wall and see what people really have an interest in. Independent developers are really starting to take over the market. You're seeing less and less from the big name publishers, and we're seeing more and more stuff coming out of small indie groups. I think that right now, companies like Microsoft in particular are trying to predict where trends are going. And RTS has always had a really strong fan base. And I think that a lot of people probably have just forgotten that that was a gameplay style. And there's a lot of new players in the market that maybe have never experienced it. I think that there's a lot of interest right now because you have a lot of new people that have never done it and a lot of people that would like to get back into it but probably have not been aware that there have been good options out in the last couple of years. I found it. Mm-hmm. I was incorrect. It is technically a real-time tactics game. Ah. It is literally... And it's Tom Clancy's End War. Ah! Mm. That's what I played! Going back to RTS is the... Yes. Well, all right, try that again, John. Going back to RTSs being dead or gone, I mean, for the most part, they've stayed, but you see some, like you said, Rob, some indie developers have come out, and there's been some good uh, RTS. Well, I don't know if you really consider a lot of these full RTS, but like Mutant Year Zero came out, and that was very reminiscent of like RTS is a little more turn-based. And then when it comes to the rest of them, like games workshop has still stayed true to a lot of the RTS formula when it comes to their games. I was going to say Dawn of war. I think it's still one of the best selling RTS titles of all time. And I mean, Dawn of war three came out about a year ago, two years ago, and it's a very well done game. And a whole bunch of RT old RTS games now are being remastered. Um, to be brought up to current standard because people want them. Um, the ones that I can think off the top of my head is that both the original Command and Conquer and Red Alert and Red Alert One are being remastered. Mm-hmm. And although those don't technically have a release date yet, um, it's still one of those things that people are like, "We want this. We want to be able to play this again." Like personally, I'm waiting for Red Alert Two to be remastered so that I can play that again. <laughs> because that was my jam and I could never by the t- I wanted by the time I got good enough to be able to get really far into the campaign um the disc 
the discs that we played on got oh, so used that we couldn't use them anymore. Mm. And at one point, one got a crack. I was mm. so pissed off that day. But it's just stuff along those lines that, it, like, like I personally think it they it's still a popular genre, and if they if somebody does decide to try and reintroduce, like the and bring in that popularity, I'm thinking it will stick. Because with the popularity of current MOBAs and current, um, and 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 things like 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 StarCraft and StarCraft Two and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that I think the love for those can transfer on to similar styles. Like, while I'll admit is that it it won't be easy because a lot of people are so into the more current style of way rts's are now which is not pure rts it's more rts the bit of this and a little bit of this and we shove them together and we call that an rts um and or they call it something else but the name blends in and 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 the and the other genre kind of get washes out and and only rts is kind of left behind and I don't know. Personally, I think it would be popular, but I don't think they can go out right out of the gate and call it. I, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. What do you guys think? Uh, I don't know what you just I, said. I there, you said he said something, and then he okay. went somewhere else, and then he had okay. and yeah, everything okay. he said okay. was wrong. I have yeah, okay. counted back on yourself. I, mean, I, I are you drunk. Keep no. that in there. He's so drunk right now. Yeah, yeah, cool. This is your one editor opportunity. Okay, if you want to go and re-say or re-say I'll something, that. I think you this opportunity. I'm but if it's that. anywhere near as bad as what I just heard, I'm leaving the first one. I don't know what okay. he said. <laughs> okay, reset. I was trying. To, I was trying. I was trying to. I was like, wait, wait, is he go? No. Oh, now he's totally doubling back. I. He's, he's completely reverted on himself. Okay. The way I see it is that if RTSs want to be able to become popular, like it up to, I honestly, mm, I'm unsure if, if do you guys think that RTSs could ever get back to the prime? No, no, absolutely not. I think the games or I think the game playing field now is so diversified that it can only ever truly be a niche market, but it can be a strong one. Yes. Do you think it has a place? Oh, definitely. Of course. It's, that's the thing. Is it still had a place? It's, that's the idea that it never went away. Their their games are still there. If anything, it has a place, and its place might be growing some because it seems like they're going back and like updating the games. So that means it's still getting support. Yeah, that's I, a lot for most games nowadays. Like if their servers open, like goddamn, they've got servers open. Think of how many games if, have servers. If you go onto the onto the updated versions of. Um, Age of Empires 2, and you open up the multiplayer, there are pages of fucking games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people are still playing it. Yeah, people are still like, playing StarCraft. Yeah, I, I think that really what this comes down to more than anything else, because yeah, I don't believe that RTS is ever going to go away. I think that it has the possibility of having a great resurgence right now. There definitely seems to be interest. There's news. There's people <gasps> actually searching it out now. But Evil Genius 2 is an RTS. Yes. <laughs> but the games industry itself has evolved pretty massively. When you look at the early 90s where this stuff really started to come into play and catch on, 
what were the most popular game formats that existed before then? Most of it was platformers. That was yeah. the stuff racing that racing games people's attention. Yeah, exactly. Racing games would be the next up there, and there wasn't a heck of a lot else. There was a lot of little things, but they were still more that experimental phase. You know, the so, action or the action game concept really was still in its infancy. And those filled a great place between low processing requirements for computers that didn't have graphics cards, for consoles that had really limited control interfaces. They were great at first and continued for a long time. But as systems got more complex and especially as graphics improved, they just kind of got lost. You know, it's not that they ever disappear. They're not lost in the dustbin of history. They just kind of got lost in all of it. Mm -hmm. And okay. now, especially when you look at what indie developers are making, I mean, who would have thought that a game as simple as cooperatively going and running a restaurant and preparing food and trying not to light the damn place on fire could go and be a bestseller? I mean, really, I don't think that if you had pitched the idea of Overcooked in the 90s, that anybody would have looked at you and went. But if you had pitched the game Overcooked in the 80s, I think it would have gotten a lot of success. Yeah, you know, you're probably right on that to be honest, because that was yeah. a very experimental time, and then the crash happened. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see a, a cooking game in the 80s, yeah. 90s, not so much. But, but yeah. getting back to RTSs, though, sorry, before we get on too much of a tangent, because yeah. <laughs> that will happen. Yeah. Um, do you, but here's my last question Can RTSs make their, that, their resurgence as they were? Yeah, we already said no. No, 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 no. But like, not. I'm not saying up to where they are, but in the same form. Like, could another game like, like, because because remember, a lot of the games now, when it comes to RTSs, they've they've mixed with other genres. They're no longer just real time strategy or this or they're or this or this. They're usually a combination of tactics or this or. What you, so, are you trying to say that Mo, uh, MOBAs are what you're calling RTSs nowadays? No, a lot of people are calling those real-time strategies now. I, yeah, but they're that, because the they thing, are they based even, off. Of yeah, but they're MOBAs now. That's they, yeah. they've been defined as something else now. Yes. That's how they much they've changed okay. and yeah. they've evolved to. That's like how a dinosaur is now a chicken. Sure, it's they have lineage together, but they're now two separate things. Like it's okay. evolved enough to change. Yes, they are related, but they're now different. Okay, that's pretty much just what I wanted to see, because because some people can't. Yeah, I guess it's just because one because in a way that RTSs were kind of left behind in that for a while for a long time, and now if we kind of just insert them back in, hopefully we can see a resurgence. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like they still make. Uh, is Stellaris a real time strategy? Real time, yes. It is considered a real time strategy game, but it's based, but it's an offshoot. Yeah. It is not, yeah. It's based more along the lines of it's it's the combination style. It's uh, like the combination, like tactics and strategy. Tactics and strategy. That's a weird. That's a weird specification with tactics versus strategy. It's, it's similar to like the Total War franchise. For for the for the Total War franchise themselves are is a combination of real time tactics and real time strategy. Huh. Uh, so this might be getting weird. Weird splitting hairs of the difference between tactics and strategies. Yeah, it's uh, really really weird, and I'm sure that 
if if we actually have any hardcore gamers that are in here, they're gonna roast our asses on this. Ah, but, yeah, and they're just being pretentious assholes. Um, just watch as all of them decide to go and back the Pikmin argument, but go and rip me for not going and articulately going and expressing it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You were right. You were wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird to get like really down to splitting hairs of that. At at the end of the day, every game is its own genre because every game is different unless it's the exact same game, which case, yeah. So it's like hard. It's it's always like Venn diagrams of like how close to something are, uh, how much it is also something else, and it does fit in everything, but majority of it fits in something. So the idea of RTSs in the way they used to be. I don't know. I don't think so. Cause it's such a weirdly different style of game that I don't think people play like that anymore. They need, they need something different, but like world of War, uh, Warcraft three is still getting its reboot out eventually. So it's not like people are playing the remakes of those games, but they're going to change the same way. Um, Final Fantasy VII is going to come out and it's going to be drastically different because it has to adapt to the, the games. traditional JRPG is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it's evolved. Like you, they're still making tons of JRPGs, so it's just it's evolved over time. Uh, but it is still hardcore a JRPG, but like those change from game to game every time. So if if you can think about that, it's oddly yeah i don't know uh i don't know if you'll find a game exactly like that anymore like why pick up a new one that might not be as good when you can just go back and pick up age of empires yeah so i don't know unless people do just come out again i said they're coming out with uh evil genius 2 which (laughs) is going to be i guess that's technically a base builder base builder quotations rts because it is real-time strategy but it is your base building the entire time so you know but you do have micro management of building your base and you have the macro of like the world domination so i don't know i'd say it's an rts base building but it's coming out eventually but it is also got a weird sub genre thing attached to that because every game has to be slightly different mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Unless unless they come out with Age of Empires four, yeah four, yeah four. Like, that's that, that's the only way I could see it is if they already came out with one that was very already ornately put down with another Command and Conquer or another Age of Empires or another uh, um, uh, Starcraft. I don't know. I don't think they ever come up with another Starcraft. That'd be weird. They just come up with expansions. So there, there's my rant. Uh, the idea of like having it traditional like that i can't see them making that the resurgence is going to be the nostalgia resurgence of like bringing back and remaking and updating the games we have and then possible sequels but i don't think we would get sequels you see here's the thing because i actually do think that halo wars is somewhat of an optimistic pose that could come into play here but The problem with Halo Wars and the reason on why when the sequel was announced that it was largely met with, huh? They're making a sequel? Yeah. Was that they went, I think, too far with both the first and the sequel in terms of how they marketed it, how they pushed it, and how they distributed it. 
this is something that I could very easily see either dead franchises or really niche ones potentially coming back in that kind of gameplay through smaller developers, you know, not as $60 titles. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a major problem. And part of the reason why Halo Wars 2, well, just wasn't a thing. <laughs> not the way the original was. But honestly, I could go and see something like, uh, I, I could definitely see something like, how do I put this? What, what would be a good game example here? Or an RTS? Well, something to become an RTS specifically. Be- oh, I see what you mean. Because because be- Halo really transitioned well to that. Oh. It's just the Xbox 360 controller was not the way to do it. You need something with like... Uh, oh God, could you just need lots of characters and troops. Mm-hmm. Something that has abundant amount of characters and troops that would yeah. then create... And also buildings and architect style because they also have the buildings and architect. Shoot, what could that be? I'm trying to think of. Mm, nothing's popping. The nothing's popping into my head, but then it's gonna be. I'm, it's gonna mull around a little bit, and then there's there's gonna be one that's gonna like pop out and be like, perfect. No, I I know exactly the kind of game that needs this because it seems like even the developer itself has no confidence in the future of it, not having announced a proper sequel, uh, despite multiple massive hit games. And one serious fucking misstep. How cool would it be to go and have a Brotherhood of Steel style RTS mm. set in the Fallout universe? Wait, it's already happened. I know. <laughs> it needs to come back. You're talking about Brotherhood of Steel. Exactly. That was a good one. Yeah, no, like that's that's something I could go and see a company like, you know, Bethesda or farming it out to another company that they work with, go and come out with, you know, a $10 RTS game or something like that. Something to keep interest in a franchise that realistically, we're probably not going to see another full installment in for at least five years, that actually, maybe longer. That actually would be good. Cause there is a lot of lore with RTS for uh fallout that it to would work with. Yeah. Yeah. That would fit really perfectly. Like, yeah, it, 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 Steal my idea. <laughs> yeah, and like again, they've already they already had one, and then they've had it started as RPGs, like hardcore, straight up RPGs, um, unforgiving RPGs, and then they've also had the first person shooters. So they've they've jumped before. Why not jump back? Man, that would be good. That would be yeah, fun. No, Maybe I, actually, one. I can see that with a lot of Bethesda games. Because uh, you could also do that with the Elder Scrolls. You could do that with Wolfenstein. Oh, Wolfenstein. That would actually be really cool. That'd it's be like, really awesome. I threw yeah. that out. It's just like, damn, that actually would be really cool. Because there's so many interesting weapons and just the futuristic version they're doing right now. Yeah. yeah. No, and if it got yeah, popular enough, then Paladins would manage to go and steal the concept and go and make something out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> it's not hard for a MOBA to like go back to yeah a RTS style. Yeah, it's just got to be I, I think ten dollars and under, you know, affordable. Yeah, that's a mobile just game. Just yeah. make it a mobile game. Yeah, like a mobile game. Uh, you could easily play it on a mobile game too, because it's that's like true. the idea of like how zoomed out you are. Your graphics don't have to be super great because your everything that's in there is so miniature. It just has to be able to process. Command and Conquer did a mobile game actually about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
And then yeah. I wonder if mobile game controls would be wonky or not. It might be by that much because you might just click drag and then double click to send or just like something like that. I could see that. I could see that doing that. I've played I played uh, um, uh, civilization on a touch screen and it worked pretty good. It got wonky on a couple things, but that could be fleshed out. But yeah, with that, I think we've run this topic to conclusion. Mm-hmm. So I want to step back and say eventually just to kind of clean it up though is that pretty much all of us wish hope that rts is kind of make a resurgence and we'll still play our favorite ones if we can get if we can make them work on our computers uh <laughs> but that's still please listen to us you kind of listen to us with fallout 76 listen to us again <laughs> in any case though thank you so much for all of you guys joining us to listen to us talk about our favorite things and talk about video games and anything that we want to talk about. As always, if you want to check us out our older material, you can always check us out on Google Play, Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere that uh, most people listen to their... uh, Wherever free podcasts are sold. Exactly. Um, And of course, if you have any questions you want to ask us or even topics for future shows, you can shoot us an email at at soccer rangers podcast at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a message on Twitter or Facebook, uh, soccer rangers on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can check us out on Facebook um, on the soccer rangers crew and podcast. Um, and of course, you, you're more than welcome to ask us anything. But thank you very much. Take care, and we will see you 